This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. on the human side of property and this week we have two delightfully gorgeous guests with us we've got the wonderful Leslie Green and Debbie do I say Dorans or Durans Debbie Dorans Dorans on either yeah so neither is the answer (laughs) so I've already made a hash of it so why don't you two introduce yourselves better than I just attempted to ladies first Leslie (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh that sets the tone <laughs> starters were mean to go on <laughs> so yes so I'm Leslie Green and I'm from London and um, I'm a property investor but I also have a swim school down in London as well so I've got my foot in the uh, in two different arenas and uh, over to um, Miss Dorans <laughs> Mrs Dorans yeah Mrs. Oh. Mrs Dorans I forgot about Jeff <laughs> <laughs> usually known as me PA so people forget that we're married um, <laughs> so, yes. um, so my name is Debbie Dorans um, I'm from the northeast Newcastle actually you can probably tell by the accent so I am a property investor landlord and um, we have um, an events business in Sunderland also um, and we have a community interest company as well so that's me Ah, amazing okay. i want to talk about jeff uh, at one point and i also <laughs> want to talk about swimming i know that because when when leslie first signed into the zoom she had leslie green uh was it love to swim love to swim yes which is the name of my company there you go ah. she's since removed that it's almost like now she's um hiding her love now she's in property mode well, actually, I'm in North Pole mode. Um, hopefully yeah. you can see behind me, we've got, um, oh, I've got a nice uh, green screen or whatever you want to call it of the North Pole because Debbie and I, we're both in our pink hoodies and we are part of uh, a group of the nutty other property investors, some of them full time, some of them part time. And we're all off to the North Pole in April 2022. Oh, um, oh my wow. God. Yes. Property investors exciting. on the North Pole. Is there anything more terrifying? We're going to build something. For the first HMI on the North Pole. A snowman. <laughs> build a snowman on the North Pole. Love it. <laughs> uh, do a, nice, do a nice development on the snow. On, on, on there the you go, an icy glue. Yeah. You could do a list option on a plot of snow and then build <laughs> a couple of igloos and then um, sell them on. I think that's a good idea. And then I do. This, yeah, and then maybe a bit of co-living going on there. Maybe we could... Um, Have an igloo of multiple occupation. Nice. Oh, there you go. No one's going to stay longer than a, long, than a day or two, are and they? Am, so we can't I sign am. them in for... Uh, <laughs> an Imo. An Imo? Oh my god! I think this is going to be the new trend. <laughs> it a whole, is. A whole new business concepts just being born here on Property Jam. It's amazing. Well, was, we need to j- trademark this. We really do. <laughs> HM Snow. <laughs> oh my god! HM Snow. It's not uh, an IMO. It's an IMO. Just, oh my a, god! A snowmo. A snowmo. A snowmo. Oh, this is so good. Well, they're included because there isn't any really apart from. 
we could we could sort of charge for the fresh air, couldn't we? Like wow. air bill. Fresh air rights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> air rights, yes, that's what I think. No. That's right. amazing. So ladies, you know, we've got to ask. Um, we'll get to you guys and how you know each other in a bit, but why why are you going to the North Pole with a bunch of other crazy property investors? Well, one, we're all crazy, but two, we're so passionate about the climate as well. And um, when me and Leslie Green, name us as well, we came back from Kilimanjaro that we did for Charity Joe um, and raised a lot of money. And um, I was, Anne Daniels, the polar explorer, um, I was having a coffee with Anne Costa and she was like, how did you find it? And I was like, oh, there was nothing left in the tank. Well, I, honestly, there was, I mean, what was it like? Honestly, terrible. So she went, that's why you're coming to the North Pole. And I was like, <laughs> I think it's a yes, but I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And the first person that I rang or texted was, Leslie, do you want to do the North Pole? And she was like, no, but, and I went, yeah, that means yes. So anyway, <laughs> drag Leslie into it. And then we dragged a bunch of other amazing women in. And um, yeah, because we're all passionate about the North, uh, the climate. And we want to make people aware because obviously the North Pole mightn't be there in 3035, 30, 2035, sorry. And, you know, so a lot of it will be melted and stuff like that. So just to make people aware of um, and raise money for climate change. Um, Leslie, I don't know if you want to add anything to I've that. I've got a few things to add there, actually, because you've kind of missed something out. So basically, you come down, well, we both went Kilimanjaro and obviously did that for charity. And then, you know, Anne Daniels, who's a polar explorer, who's going to be our team leader. And she said to you about doing the North Pole. And me and you and Marielle was actually halfway up Everest when you turned around and said, do you fancy doing the North Pole? <laughs> and Marielle and I just looked at you and the air went a bit blue. <laughs> And then it was after, it was a little while when we come back from obviously having hiked up Everest to the base camp that you wrote, you know, you brought up the, the, the question again, the topic again. And this time, because we was actually, you know, we had our feet firmly on the ground, then we kind of was like, oh yeah, okay. So yeah, I had to get that bit in. Sorry, I forgot. I thought I just rang you, but obviously it was on every space camp, wasn't it? When we were you'd be halfway up Everest. <laughs> Don't do the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> One thing at a time, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love that yeah, the air um... turned blue. That's hilarious. It was like, oh shut up, Debbie. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Like, I come oh, you're so polite, Joe. Yeah, no, not normally. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite sensitive for me. Anyway, she's coming, so that's the main thing. Make all of us to get Leslie Green to come. That's happening, so that's fine. That's great. So we've done a lot of stuff together, haven't we, Leslie? What oh, is have. And do you know what? She's such a ringleader, and. I don't know how I get dragged into these things. I said I'd never climb another mountain after Kilimanjaro, and then I ended up up Everest, and then I was like, no, no more, no more, and now I'm going to the North Pole. She just seems to drag me into all this stuff, and I don't know how she does it. She's just so convincing at the time. She's not a leader. She's a manipulator, and that is a superpower. I love it. Wow. And you didn't just climb Kilimanjaro. I think you'd have to have a slight little detail out of that story as well. So, Two details, actually. So 
um, if I can just carry on and then you can talk about um, your your um, issues up Kilimanjaro as well. <laughs> so basically, Kilimanjaro, it was they had one of the worst weather conditions they'd had in something like 30 years. It was like thick, thick snow. It was just so hard going. And, you know, everyone's wearing sunglasses. Listen, I do so I do bikinis. I don't do snow holidays. So everyone's wearing sunglasses and people are saying, oh, wear sunglasses. And I'm like, it's snowing. Why do I need to wear sunglasses? And then, of course, I woke up in the middle of the, the night in, you know, in my tent and couldn't see. Basically, I'd gone snow blind. And it was like every time I blinked, it was like someone was sandpapering my eyeballs. So basically... I climbed the rest of Kilimanjaro pretty much blind getting with my own personal guide le leading me up. So, yeah. yeah, so so that was um, quite a story. But but Debbie, you also had a bit of an issue as well, didn't you? Because I forgot my sunglasses and wasn't, what is it you wasn't doing? I didn't put my chap lips on. Oh, God. <laughs> one blind, one cracked. Chicky sunburnt her lips. Oh, my God. Oh. Right, they were literally massive and all crabby, right? And honest to God, every time these like, luxuries, they just went. And I was like, it's not funny. They're really, really sore. So <laughs> at the airport home, right? I mean, nine hours on the plane sitting next to you, wasn't it? You were, yeah. So quiet. And I got in the airport and I was feeling very cheery. And all of them just looked at us again and burst out laughing. I was something <laughs> around this airport looking for something to put on my lips because they were burning, they were big, they were blistered. Oh. And all they could do was sit and laugh at us. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm the one with the big lips. And then Leslie was the one. That went snow blind. Oh, babe. Honestly, I, I have to say, I can't lie. I'd have been one of those people cracking up because the pair of you together, I'd have been <laughs> howling. One's blind. One can't speak because she's cracked to shit. Like... <laughs> I literally went in a right little paddy on the last night and I wouldn't have anything to eat. Oh. So I got the bottom of the tent. I was like, I'm not coming out to have anything to eat. And I just went to sleep in my wet sleeping bag, which oh. was like, I was like, I just couldn't wait to get home. But... When we came back, you feel on top of the world. You look what you've done. You spend time with some amazing people. Um, and it was just like, wow, I want to do it all over again. <laughs> so, yeah. So then yeah. I had a couple of Prosecco's and I'm like texting, anybody fancy having a space camp? Anybody been there? No, no, we're not coming, we're not coming. And then say, right, I'm going to book it. Who's coming, who's coming? And then it's only the mad ones. Like Leslie, who who should have been on the red wing, going, yeah, why not, why not? And then that's it. I've got it, I've got it writing. So then uh, we just get booked up. But everything's for charity. Uh, so yeah, that's our excuse. Love it. Yeah. So love it, love it, love it. So well, you both obviously you're both property investors. We've known each other for years now. And uh, what does the human side of property mean to you guys? Ladies first, Leslie. <laughs> I'm still enjoying I'm that really line. I'm not sure why she keeps referring to me as a lady. I'm just... <laughs> oh, no, I think... Oh, the fact that she's a lady. <laughs> Marvin and Liza do little, but there you go. That's all right. Um, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you watch all these, you know, programmes on the TV where we're, we're land, sort of landladies, as I like to call myself, you know, get a bad press. But, you know, I've got some great relationships with, you know, with my tenants, um, you know, and also connecting with other like-minded landladies and landlords. 
Um, yeah, I think it's very, very personal, that human touch, you know, especially sort of during lockdown, um, you know, where, you know, you've done a sort of pizza night or something like that for your tenants and, you know, and looking after them and making sure that they, their homes, you know, yes, they are investments for, for, for us, you know, but they are people's homes and I think it's really important to make sure that they're looked after and feel safe and feel that they are in a home and not just a rented property you know that they can put their stamp on it and know that they're coming home and it's safe and secure and it's warm and it's at a good standard um so yeah that's the human side for me is people are people are people we're all yeah. people <clears throat> we're all people yeah yeah I totally agree with Leslie and I think probably is a people's business about <clears throat> building relationships helping each other um, and for the tenants, I love to see the faces when you have renovated. And I mean, Joe, I don't know whether you've seen any of the properties that our network does, but they're absolutely amazing. They're Aww. like houses. So they go in and they're like, wow, they can visualize themselves there for a long time. The safe, like Leslie says, these are long term investments. So we sort of say, look, it's not for a year, it's not for two years. This is long term. So you can get settled here. Yeah, and it's about yeah making people happy, and you know you you won't believe what a knock-on effect that has on people in their relationships, in their jobs. You know they're coming back to a lovely home where the heating works, it's beautiful. You know it's um you know it's done up really really nice, all modern. Um, so yeah, so for me it's 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 just yeah getting people some lovely lovely um like a home. Um, that's what our rental properties are because. Out in the market, unfortunately, and um, when we're viewing properties to buy with tenants in, you won't believe the state of them. Literally, oh, honestly, we yeah. words. It's and isn't it disgusting? Greens up, you know, and there's people sitting in the corner and I go, "Why are you living here? Yeah. Do you know what? Because you can't go anywhere else." So somebody may have a dog. There was one I went to see, and um, this guy had a dog. So obviously, some some landlords won't take dogs. Um, so he was like, well, you know, who else is going to take this with me, dog? And I'm like, and honestly, it was such a state. Um, so the councils have got big jobs, haven't they? Really, the environmental people. And I know sometimes they get on with for little things, but um, there's so many landlords out there, especially in the northeast, where the, the properties are shocking. They're, honestly, they're absolutely shocking. So my mission is really to help get, clean those streets up. And when you go down the street, <coughs> see a little a little sort of property that's maybe, you know, needs some TLC, say, right, let's get that one bought, let's do it up, that's one street done. And you can just see all these skips around where investors from our network are doing these properties up to a really good standard. And it's just, it's just we're, we're really making a difference. Um, you know, we are making a difference for people and people's lives, so yeah. So I'm, I'm imagining you've got a, a monopoly board um, with... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the streets in the north in the northeast um on there and you're going around saying well i'll take that one i said that one i'll put an hmo on that one put a hotel on that one right, that, uh, pretty. that one yep uh, don't pass go <laughs> <laughs> don't end up in jail don't yeah, go to jail yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. but, um, yeah it's just it's just really a satisfying job that we do i think i, I don't look at myself as a um it's not like as an investor or landlord, it's more of a, like you're just sort of helping people. It doesn't even feel like a job. It's more like a, a passion, to be honest. Yeah. So you're getting- And a service. Yeah. And a service. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, because it is. It's servicing a community, isn't it? It's a community yeah. need, and yeah. it's sort of you know serving a massive housing crisis that is just continuing to get worse in this yeah. country. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. Oh my god! Can I just tell you, my cat has jumped up, and I have a feeling he's trying to vomit. So this is about <laughs> as human as it gets on a podcast. No. No, Rafferty, this is not the time. We are recording. You are not going to vomit. I'm so sorry, Kat. Carry on. She's not on the laptop. No, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Because when Joe's screen goes blank, we know why. Yeah, exactly. Don't work with children or animals. There we go. (laughs) A cat bumble. Can actually, can I just pick up on the point that you made about... the, uh, that tenant with the dog yeah. so you know there's been a legislation change around pets recently where the, the default is now that you know a, a tenant has the right to have a pet yeah. but unless the you know with um the, the landlord states otherwise and can give legitimate grounds for not accepting a pet what are your thoughts on that ladies like yeah i'll take pets so I yeah uh, i would take pets i mean the campier pet bond the only thing is if we've got a little puppy it's like, you know, just be careful. Do you use a cage? All that sort of thing. Is it is it sort of uh, potty trained or doggy trained or whatever? Um, <laughs> can take a little bit of a, you know, £100 as a pet bond or something like that, the letting agents try. But I will take, um, I will take dogs, cats, um, mm. pigs, anything, because I love animals. <laughs> well, we're, we're both dog people, aren't we? You know, I've, I've got a dog. Um, you've got quite a few dogs. You know, and it's obviously they're in the home and they run around and you clean up after them. And, you know, and, and you know, your tenants are 99 percent of them are the same. They take care in their home. So if, if their animals, you know, make a mess or do something, then they'll sort it out. You know, yeah. I think if, any, if you've got messy tenants, they'll be messy whether they've got a dog or not or a cat or not. So it's just it's just another thing to be messy. Um, I think, isn't there a, a, a limit now to the amount of um, deposit or bond that you can take? Is it f- five weeks is the maximum, I think, yeah. Yeah. deposit that you're allowed to take. So you can't charge people too much extra for or like, ridiculous amounts for having dogs. But you can add to the rent, you know, you can sort of, uh, uh, you know, you can make it up that way. Because I just think the thing is, I think because somebody posted like in a group that we're all a member of um, recently and they said, you know, there's been a legislation change. And, you know, what does everyone think? And I was all like about bloody time. Right. Because I see pets as being part of a family. And why should you discriminate against somebody moving into the house? Because they've got a a certain family member that's a little bit fluffier than the average. Right. Because so many people have pets. So I just think that that's discriminating against people and it's providing. Providing they, you know, we have a decent bond or you, you know, up the rent a little bit. And there's this kind of a bit of security from our perspective. What difference does it make? Like, I can't understand why this was such a, a thing. But a lot of people within our group were like, oh, no, this is not we're not happy about this. I disagree. Or I've had bad experiences in the past. I'm like, well, yeah, but I've had bad experiences. It's been nothing to do with animals like you just said. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people take that default position of um, wanting to take the opposite view maybe yeah yeah maybe. there's mm. a lot of people like that isn't there um and i just think as well you know they don't have to tell you they've got a dog or a cat i mean yes they're going to have a so you know they could move in and um, see they haven't got a dog could be their, their parents or whatever then when they get the three month check make sure the dog's out <laughs> no, no balls and everything you know they don't have to tell us so at least I think, do you know what it is? At least they're being honest, they're telling where, and then let's look at it. You mm. know, 
so yeah but i've i've never refused um any animals to be honest oh good what about, after my own heart what about animals and hmos yeah, I was thinking about this. I've never had that. Why, isn't it? Because I guess you'd need to take in the considerations of the other tenants. If you've got one that's <clears> a <throat> version, you know, whether that's to do with, you know, just not liking animals or, you know, lots of people, you know, might have uh, an allergy. Yeah. I guess you've got to take that into consideration. So yeah. it's, I don't know, that's more, I would say, about discussing it with the tenants before a person moves in with a, with a pet. It's yeah. not a question I've ever been asked in any of the HMOs. Neither. No. No. Occasion, about... Occasionally for bitterness, but never for HMOs. Well, I've always wondered about creating a doghouse. <laughs> it's... A dog, dog friendly HMO. A dog, dog friendly mind. HMO, the doghouse, yes. Wow. Dog... <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. I guess you've got to think about the space as well. The HMO, um, you know, you've just got your sort of one communal area usually, haven't you? And then, obviously, the, the sort of bedroom. So, the, if depending mm. on the animal, it might be quite restricted in terms of being able to move freely around the house. It's a potential yeah. legitimate reason not to have a dog in, a, in an HMO. There's probably quite a few legitimate reasons you can you can think of. Yeah, goldfish. So. The goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> goldfish. So you can't have a cat then, because the cat will go in and eat the goldfish, and the goldfish. Yeah, it just it, it could all go wrong, couldn't it? <laughs> Amazing. And I believe we were starting to get very informative there and quite educational. Oh, so sorry. let's bring let's bring that back. I believe you guys have got a question prepared for us. I have, and I've scribbled it down. Um, right. So, um, what favorite quote from a movie do you regularly use in day to day life? Oh, I'm so bad. Oh at God. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh. Um, don't put baby in the corner. That seems to come up. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that one. I've said that a couple of times. <laughs> trying to think of. I'm trying to think of movies up. now. Um, oh god, come on. Um, oh, well, while you're think, thinking, trying to think of something really inspirational. I know. <laughs> <laughs> something, something meaningful. Something meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> it's so cool. I, I don't know, watch something, I don't know, something from a Minions movie or something. That would be yeah. what my street. Oh, God. Well, um, as, as I mentioned at the start, um, I've got a swim school. Um, so we've got, um, you know, a good few hundred kids that swim with us each week. And I also coach at a competitive swimming club as well. And what, something, I mean, it's, it's literally a two-word thing. But... Um, one that I use quite a lot is good job. And it comes from the film called Hancock, which was a Will Smith film yeah. where he plays an alcoholic superhero and he's absolutely disastrous. And, you know, he gets, you know, taken under the wing of, of, um, of some guy and, you know, and then um, he's working with the police and the police hate having him around and that kind of stuff. Cause he normally just, you know, destroys everything. And then they tried, they tried to get him into the habit of actually, you know, working with the police and all the rest of it. And every time the police done something, you know, well, he'd be like, good job, good job. <laughs> <laughs> every time the kids finish a, finish a set, I'd be like, good job. <laughs> They've probably no idea that I nicked it from Hancock, but there you go. So, so just something short and sweet. But of course, <laughs> then you've got like the Terminator. I'll be back. <laughs> 
but yeah, but not I very just, original. I apologise, but I just thought it'd be quite interesting to see if you guys. I think that's quite cool. I think so. One that I do no, I wouldn't say I use it all the time, but uh, you're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask when you use that. No, I was going to say I'm glad I've, I've not been called Toto yet. <laughs> do you know what the first? that came to my mind was when you said that <laughs> is that because you're a friend of Dorothy <laughs> <laughs> and that's only because now I was watching it's a sin you know because you told me oh to my god it. it's awesome yeah okay we need to talk like seriously you and I need to get into the depths of that because oh my god it is so good it's epic but in, like, I'd forgotten that as a term, like an old-fashioned term for calling somebody gay. And he said because he was a friend of Dorothy and he jumped into my head when you said that. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so, it's so funny, isn't it? As a such I a silly it. term. Oh, God, yeah, that's good. Oh, Matt, come on, you must have something. <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to think, of, um, to think of movies. I've got one because my, my favourite film is, well, one of, because I'm a big fan of Baz Luhrmann, like a huge mm -hmm. fan. So I love, um, you know, um, Strictly Ballroom. I love Moulin Rouge. And in Moulin Rouge, there's a quote and it says, um, I think it's Toulouse a Trek who says, you know, um, oh, what's his name? Um, John Leguizamo, whatever in there. Oh, he's so fit. Um, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. I love that. Oh, that's very um, deep. That's better than Toto. Yeah. No, oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I love that sometimes I think about that because you know I've been thinking about I was I was doing like a, an online course the other day and they were talking about you know things that things the good stuff in life and peace joy happiness and love came up um and I thought yeah yeah that, that feels relevant yeah I'm going to stick with my original one but blow the bloody doors off yeah you're supposed to blow the bloody doors off yeah <laughs> it's a good one it's a classic what movie is that from Snatch, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's the Italian job. The Italian job. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a similar one in Snatch, isn't there? Mm. Um, You've got one, Dibs. <laughs> and actually, I had a couple, but then nothing on yours, to be honest with you. That was really, really good, Leslie. I'm well impressed. I was really, for me, I just wanted it. If you won like half a million pounds each what what would you do with it what would be your first what's the first thing that pops in your head what would you actually do with that money half you a million pounds it. yeah oh that's what? what that's what that was where my head went like i would invest it i would well, invest, invest it. you have to do something with it what would you well and we could invest but that's not what we mean um sort of what would you do with it what would you your first well, i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here um and I'm going to blur the lines here because it's it is an investment. Oh, hang on. Um, but I I would invest because there's property involved as well. There's always property involved. I don't know how to get away from it, but I I would invest <laughs> in a in a recording studio and put in it a Steinway Concert Grand D and um, all of the uh, you know equipment that goes with it. So I'd have a I create a commercial recording studio so it would be an investment but it would be my toy wow and how much would that cost matt hi somebody's just asked for that she's not here because we're recording property jam you've got a partner let's carry how on. much would that how much would that cost it would cost 
she's now deliberately not tripping over every wire going, going into the house. There <laughs> um, we go. So yeah, it would cost, I reckon the, the piano itself is around about the hundred grand mark. If you're getting new, it's about 100, 120 grand. I don't know if that's pounds or euros, but it's six figures. Um, if you were to get a secondhand one, probably maybe around the 80, 90,000 refurbished one. Um, and then the rest of the studio, um, probably I'd spend the money on the internals of the studio. So I'm not buying a building. Um, let's assume that that's an investment. That I've, I've, got, I've got a JV partner who's bought the building. Um, and then we're going to put half a million pounds worth of equipment in it. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. So that must be a big part of yours then, um, with the piano and everything, is this the... Yes, well, I, I am the piano playing property investor. Is. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So it is a big passion of mine. And uh, yeah, it's what I did for all, all, all the way through my 20s. I was uh, a freelance piano player. And then um, when I hit 30, turned into doing... Um, turned into a property investor just overnight <laughs> just <laughs> one thing happened um and uh, yes yeah, so, but but doing you know, having the, the music around is something that's on my um on my vision board the million pound recording studio is on my vision board wow have you heard of a dj called um darren porter or not matt um no uh, i need some context yeah yeah no i've not heard of him it's he's a um is um no it just but when you mentioned about the a studio there we have a big sort of building in Sunderland and he's taking the top floor and he's making that into a, a studio with all of the gear um in there so um yeah I just wondered he used to be like a top DJ but then he had to move back from Germany back to the northeast oh um and then um and then he's sort of starting again so we're helping them out in the in the hub and he's so so clever all the techie stuff and the music yep. and everything. And we're going to use that for the community as well. So we're going to help them with the dancing and the singing and, you know, mental health and all that's going to be absolutely awesome. But he is a proper DJ as well. So he's, uh, yeah. So I thought you might knew him, but maybe he's not. No, it does. As it depends what, um, what, what genre of music, what, what he does. Cause um, there'll be, there'll be certain bits I know quite a lot about and other bits I know nothing. Um, <laughs> Some trance music, but also that would be why. <laughs> so he's got a record label coming out. I think it's really good. The trance. Well, it depends on it. I'm nothing against trance. I, I, yeah, it, the, the right type of um, music. I'm more of a kind of like a funky house. I'm a jazz pianist. I, I that's the side of stuff um, I really, really love. Yeah, an album coming out very shortly. In fact, it might be ready by the time this is released. <laughs> oh, wow! Exciting. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, he's not just a pretty face. He's not just a pretty piano playing face. He's got, he's got skills. <laughs> anyway, half a million. Yeah, I thought you would have said you would have got central heating in your house because obviously you've got. <laughs> I love that. Well, I've 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 come down and I'm staying at it's um, effectively the, the in-laws and um, they have a big house which with single glazing it's grade two listed and um the heating doesn't do much so um, yeah, we've got about four or five layers and i think it's the coldest day of like the century right now oh, really yeah. it's not here oh. yeah so we've got the fire on behind me. you can't see the fire on behind me because it's gone down i'm gonna have to go turn that on again it does explain the blanket that he had when we first rocked up onto the zoom chat that's why i got that's like why i've got my gloves on he's literally got gloves on and like he was also like eating out of a bowl so he looked like he was just like this ill person <laughs> just eating chicken soup with a blanket on him we were like oh my god what's happened are you okay step two and son <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh my god 
Well, I think my answer is very, very simple to that question, Debbie. I would just, you wouldn't see me for dust. I'd just be away <laughs> traveling. <laughs> we can't fly very far right now, but wherever that plane's going, I'm on it. <laughs> North Korea. I'm with you, Ben. Fine. I'll come up to, I'll come up to Newcastle for a holiday. No problem. That half a million is going to go a long way. You'll be gone for about 10 years. Just buy the plane that's taking you up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll come and pick you and Jeff up on the way around. Fine. We've got a pet friendly airplane. <laughs> I think mine would be similar actually. I think because especially because lockdown has just restricted us to do anything, this need to kind of just escape is so strong. So um I think I would give I would give my parents a huge amount of money. And do you know what I do? I would fly my mum first class to um, the Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. Leave her there. And, and, yeah, and just, and just, <laughs> just drop her at a great height. And, no, I would, I, because she's always wanted to see the Grand Canyon. She's a big fan of Westerns oh, and she's, um, she loves the colours, you know, the purples and the deep oranges and reds. And she's, she's got it in her head that she's never going to see it in her lifetime. And it's really not a big deal. So I would fly her luxury. And then we'd go and have a girls weekend in Vegas, I think, just oh, on the wow. back of it, right? Yeah. And we'd, we, you know, you're going to get a bit spenny in the casino when you've got 500 million. Do you know what I mean? However much we've got half a million. Oh, 500 million is a bit more, isn't it? <laughs> but you're putting, us all, you're putting us all to shame here with your, um, your altruistic side. Oh, I haven't even stopped there. So me and my best mate Zoe, she's next. We are going to be doing a cruise of the world. Like that's that would happen because she is my everything. She is. My you and I don't get a look in on any of this. Mate. Oh no, don't, babe. We've had, we've just done You're Newcastle. Cruising. We've just done Newcastle. We've come back. All okay. Right, and now you've, right, you've gone I off see. with Alex, right? And now I'm off with my mum, and then I'll be back and I'll take Zoe, and then that's that. So, well, that yeah. was going to drop you off in his plane on the way. <laughs> yes. Oh, thanks, babe. Just drop uh, us off at the Grand Canyon. Just let's just like, parachute. How you get? <laughs> I'm not stopping. <laughs> My mum is three. Would be great, great with a parachute. She'd be fine. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> I think they're three very, very good answers. Thanks, thank you for that. <laughs> right, should we do a bit of episode roulette? I feel like it's time. Let's do it. Indeed. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so for all our new listeners, Debbie and Co. And oh, where are we? Oh, clearly Niall was not prepared. Look at him. Look at him, like, I... treading water. Everyone can hear it, Niall. <laughs> I tried to cover it up. Didn't work. You're Fuck doing me up. on the last episode. <laughs> okay, Leslie and Debbie, we're gonna, I'm going to scroll through all of our episodes. And you can shout stop at any point. And whatever episode we land on, just give us your view on that particular episode. Oh, I didn't mean to be press play. I was actually playing an episode. <laughs> this podcast is not meant to be. Okay, so I am scrolling. Stop. Oh. Stop. Episode six, Builders. Oh. oh. What are your human thoughts on Builders? Human thoughts on Builders are, do you want to go first, Leslie, or not? Or no. <laughs> Ladies first, keep up the trend. So over the last 12 years, I've been a property investor. Builders start off amazing. And then they go, sorry if there's any builders out there, they go absolutely crap. So it's, um, it's, it's a, for me, I find it's a, it's a normal part of the business to work with some builders for a while. They drop off, you use some new ones. They drop off, you use some new ones. 
So it's a short-term relationship. Um, yeah, and it's just getting them to, with builders, I think you always need to write things down because obviously we could be visual on what we want on the property, but what they see and we see are two totally different things. So we need to make sure that um, to the fact now where I'll get my phone and I'll go around the property, I'll put it on record and go, right, Neil, all right, you know, sort of, Rob, let's go around the property, the kitchen, you know, the carpet, what about this bit? So, you know, record everything as you're going around and then you can just type it up when you get back and then there's no, you didn't say that, you said that. And I think you just, you just have to get, communicate properly and make sure that you've got everything down in black and white. You both know, like, what's going on with the project. So that's a big thing in property that I've seen over the last 12 years, not just with me, with other investors as well. The letting agent and the builder are two, because you can get a bloom out of any property. You think it's going to work, but if the builder screws it up, whether the prices or the work or the letting agent gets the wrong tenant in, it'll cost you thousands. You know, you really need to pick the right builders. Yeah. Anyway, that's my rant over, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you, that's really informative. It was. <laughs> can we have a can we have an un, unrelated, uneducational answer from Leslie? <laughs> what she said. <laughs> I love it. Bells on it. Amazing. Okay, so shall I scroll again? Time for a power round. Power round. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Leslie, you can try to stop this time. Stop. Okay. Money, money, money. Bom, bom. <laughs> That's episode 10, all about money. So what are your thoughts on money? How do you view money? Do you have a positive money mindset? Gosh. I try I try to be sensible with money and just, you know, and, and just use it for investments and all the rest of it. But as Niall alluded to earlier, he likes to travel and I love to travel. Well, not surprised and, you've been up two mountains and you're off to the North Pole. You just don't yes. stop. Um, and every summer for, for the last eight, nine years, I always spend it in, I spend a month in Thailand Um yeah, um, I'm usually out of the country for about a, a good two to three months every year. So when it, I would say, yeah, um, my priority is my holidays, not my investments, although it should be the other way around. No, I don't think it should. No. I think it's it's whatever works for you. I think I that's agree. cool. Yeah, I'm not very... I'm not, I mean, we, I guess we're all a little bit material, aren't we? Yeah. But I'm, I think I'm okay. not a handbags and never been <clears throat> into handbags and shoes and all that kind of stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, when's the next holiday? And yeah, that's me. Yeah. Amazing. Sounds good. Love it. Me. Love it. Amazing. So are we out of time? Do we have room for one more or not? Yeah, go on. answered the question. I was going to say, I thought we hadn't had both answers. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and you can't say what she said. <laughs> what Leslie said. So, yeah, um, I think money. Um, so I've got a good relationship with money. Um, I just don't spend. I'm not very materialistic. So, you know, I've been on holiday with my friends and they've got these expensive Rolex watches and stuff like that, which I know is a good, uh, good investment. But I look at them and I think I could put that 15 grand in a bite of let and, you know, give somebody a good home. 
and get a good return on it. They definitely don't say it like that. I am like the odd one out. It's like, Debbie, look at me shoes, look at me bags, this, that, and that. And I'm like, do you know what? If you if you're happy, right, you feel good about it. And you know it. Yeah, and you know we we'll clap your hands. And um, if you're, <laughs> you know, it shows from inside, isn't it? Material things don't sort of buy happiness. But for me, the investment properties um, and it's more about giving people good homes and working with the charities in the CIC. That's what makes me happy. And climbing mountains and challenges like that. I don't like to go to a beach. Um, I know Leslie does and that's great, but I get too bored. So, um, yeah, so I think money, um, yeah, I think I am quite good with money. There's a lot of things I'm not good at, but I think I'm good um, at getting good deals and, um, yeah, being careful with money and not, not squandering it and stuff like that. Leslie Green on holidays. Dr. <laughs> 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 right in it. And yeah. this, are you thinking, you know what, she likes being out of the country for three months at a time and she likes the warmth. I know, I'll drag her to the North Pole and freeze her. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, or I'll drag her up Everest and really get her cold. Yes, uh, good, good friend. Love it. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, where's the trek to the, the Amazon? Oh, yeah. Would you prefer well, that? Well, actually, um, as Niall may remember, oh. um, I was meant to be going to South America for four months, all booked right. and paid for, leaving in August uh, 2020 and back December 2020, four months, and it was all booked and paid for. So, yeah, I would have done the Amazon then. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was meant so to sorry to have brought that up, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am going, it's all booked and paid for, but it's just on hold probably until 2022. So, yes, the plan was to go to Chile for a month, mm. uh, Colombia for a month, Peru for a month, and Mexico uh, for a month as well. So, yes, um, going up to Machu Picchu, going over to the Easter Islands, uh, Colombia, I'm not sure where I would have gone there, but I'm sure there's some lovely beaches and places and then mexico as well yeah oh, so I four months mexico. Oh, my 2022 God. now still going yeah, bring it on to the north pole is it huh <laughs> after the north pole yes after the north pole now yeah, yeah we're just making sure that you're um, not going to um you know bail at the last minute yeah <laughs> go, i know did you south. notice that fly south for the winter <laughs> just talk about make, putting my priorities in place i know right, <laughs> That's all right. Uh, while, you're, while you're away as well in south america she's going to be secretly plotting where you're going to go next she's like she's going to make it the coldest place you possibly can <laughs> well colder than the north pole joe oh, i'm wondering south right? pole. is the south pole colder i don't even know yeah south pole's colder there you go <laughs> it's easier isn't the south pole apparently so we picked the north pole didn't we for the like a bit of a challenge <laughs> to be honest i think they're both quite challenging <laughs> yeah i don't think any of them are going to be easy <laughs> good on you actually we booked a little holiday me and jess booked a little holiday in september because leslie we're going to try and go we aren't we to claim some mountains this year um for next year so me and jeff is uh, we've actually booked the dollar mates um, oh yeah, I've yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah. Been yeah. Right. we've yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah. And we've, um, we've booked. Is it different challenges? So I've went straight for the five, which is the most difficult one. I thought that would be a little bit training. Um, but we're trying to do. We're trying to go somewhere with Leslie as well. The girls to the Annapurna range. Yeah. Um, so Nepal again. Yeah. yeah, we were going to be going April, wasn't we? on your girls yes. we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there so yeah, yeah. climbing holidays which may fine wow the human side of properties climbing yeah mountains. climbing mountains for charity 
You've done very well coming on and, and um, portraying that. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to have you back on and not mention the North Pole at all or a mountain. <laughs> or a mountain. <laughs> we wouldn't have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, so if people want to find out more about uh, your expedition to the North Pole, how can they get in touch with you? Um, yes, so basically um, we're all over social media on the handle at Women in Polar. So jump on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, yes, women at Women in Power, uh, Women in Polar. And uh, we've also got a virtual quiz as well on February the 19th at 8pm. Um, well, well, that's great because this is going out in March. So um, um, so say I hope you had an amazing time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yes, you can find us at Women in Polar and you can find out all about the quiz that we had in February and how much money we raised. <laughs> and love thank it. you for, to those of you that supported us and donated. Oh, I love it. That's cool. And we can we've jump. got a Just Giving page as well. Um, again, on the Just Giving page, you can find out about that through the Women in Polar Facebook page. And uh, yeah, so we've, uh, you can follow us there and see what we're up to. We've had uh, also a bit of exposure as well on um, BBC North. Um, and BBC North. I was going to say, Anna, Anna, I hope you don't get probably too much exposure. You know, that's, that's not good on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> yes, we oh, did. well done. Do you want to know on the IGs what we thought about to raise money? Should I tell them, Leslie? We I don't know what it is. We were going to do, weren't we? We were going to do a calendar, weren't we? Oh. We are going to do a calendar. New, but like one of them may have a tail in front of one a couple of snowballs, you know, that sort of thing. So that's what we're going to do. But I was all for it. <laughs> but like, no, we can't do that because you've got to take us as serious. I don't know. I think that would raise a lot of money. Yeah, that's all. Think of the money. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, but I would do it property themed. I would do it property themed. So like a, you know, snow capped tiles and like, oh, yes. you know, yeah, right. Like you could, <laughs> yeah, you know, or you could have like a, you could sort of sexually behind, hide behind like a, the LaCour's fire safety document and sort of pose. And sort of... <laughs> In, in. We'll, go, we'll go on number we'll go on the calendar <laughs> so on, on that note uh, i'm going to draw us to a close <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to draw the curtains on that thought and um we're going to uh say thank you so much guys for being with us uh, today and big virtual uh, hugs big virtual hugs we wish you all the best with your fundraising and with the actual trip itself up the north pole um bring us back a snow cone um, so I can say thank you very much. That's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's a goodbye from all of us. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.